Coming up, we're going to be talking a little more in depth about our uh, experience at the D23 Expo, as well as some news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con this last weekend, and maybe just a little bit more in this episode of Dizpop. Diz Pop is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Be sure to visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everybody. I am your host, Rhino Clavin, and joined by my fellow line sleeper over here, Craig Williams. No, hoy hoy. Yes, and um, we are here to talk to you a little bit more in depth about our experience at the D23 Expo, specifically uh, the animation and the live action panel that we were able to attend. Yeah, I feel like we've been uh, talking about parks and resorts over and over yeah. and over again now for the past two weeks. So uh, while we did a uh, a very brief recap of the animation panel after that, and we had uh, a bad connection feed then for the live action. We haven't really had the chance to like fully get this stuff no, off yeah. our chest. Talk and, about like the things we're yeah. excited for and what excited us while we were there, and you know, and cool, you know cool what, stuff. my my excitement has grown for some of the things since the event and other things. It's like it. I was excited right when we heard about them, and now my my anticipation has kind of died down. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's been a lot to process. It's been a long two weeks, but. Well, let's talk. Well, overall, like, did you enjoy the convention? Will you go again? Um, you know what? I, (laughs) I, unless it's for work, I'd probably never go. I'm joking. I was I, like, <laughs> I, are you serious? Because I'm pretty sure I'm going to go. Yeah, no. It's, <laughs> if I was fired tomorrow, I would still go to the D23 Expo every two years. Um, it's, it's one of those things just because Disney has made all those acquisitions now it truly is uh it's more than just a convention for yeah. straight disney it's gay it's- disney too sorry <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, i walked right <laughs> into just, that one you just stared at me too for a second like what have i said no what? but but yeah no i know what you're saying like cuz now with the addition of star wars and marvel there's that excitement in the air and um you know there i think they're really what disney does best is steals things from other people and makes it better sometimes yeah. and i don't mean that in a negative way i just mean like sometimes they see a good idea and they'll be like hmm ours now and then they take it and they they, yep. they roll with it and i think they're trying to do that with comic-con a little bit you know um and, so uh, well i'll actually go off on that too i've always wanted to go to comic-con yeah me too um, and every year i'm like uh should i apply for a press pass just because you know it's you should do not, it for the next not year. guaranteed seating or anything but it's still one of those things like i i know we could get some good information out of it but i was looking looking back at it this year com- comparing what we learned at d23 as an overall reach of the disney company between the films and the parks and everything else versus what was offered at comic-con i i mean d23 did step in front of in front of comic-con this year and i think they delivered while while on the marvel side you know comic-con still got it's it's uh, a good attention to it as it should yeah. marvel comics it should be more yeah. heavily promoted there but we got a lot of juicy tidbits along the way too so and the and the stuff great. that yeah the stuff that you as a disney fan probably wouldn't have been given as much attention at something like that mm-hmm. because it, it does cater to like what you said that comic crowd and i mean it is called san diego comic-con i know that they've evolved past just yeah. being comic conventions but yeah so i i 
especially this year compared to years last, there was it was a really there was a different vibe this time around, and and probably one of more electricity. Like yeah. it was a lot more. People were a lot more excited. There was a lot more involved in a lot of cosplay stuff. You know, mistakes were made with the convention at points as well. Um, not perfectly run like any of them can be, really. No. You know, when you get that amount of people on a spot, I will say though. But um, it is an alarming amount of people in a room. But you, you know, you've got to go in. We always say manage your expectations because that's a thing you have to do. This year we had to sleep in line overnight. We've never had to do that before. And so I can only imagine what two years from now will be like. Do you ever think they'll roll this into a one-year event once every year? Uh, I'm not quite sure because, like, they've had conventions. They've had expos in Japan as well, too. And then on the off years, they do Destination D here in Walt Disney World. where they. And uh, I can understand why. It's. I mean, it did sell out last year. Yeah. But... um, I know the first time I went to it, it didn't sell out at all. Um, but it's also that's a lot more niche. That's very yeah. uh, that's for like the Uber fan, whereas the Expo is very uh, it, it's a lot more broad. Um, and, but I do prefer the Destination D because you get guaranteed seating for everything. See that you don't that have to sounds worry like about a dream it. then right there yeah. because that that is the the you know seventy percent of the stress you're going to face during these things is, is about like the seating. That's why we had to sleep overnight. I didn't really, I didn't even necessarily care where I ended up in the room. I just wanted to be in the room. You want yeah. to be a part of it, you know. Um, and God forbid something go wrong halfway through loading of a show like it did for one of them, um, or they had some sort of incident for the animation panel. Then you know it's. It can put a damper on your experience. However, they did do a nice recovery for people. Yeah. Where they they got automatic guaranteed seating into a panel that a lot of people were waiting out for after that. And the the whole reason why a lot of people didn't get into that panel that should have because of the mad rush is that people wanted to go see Legends first thing in the morning and then thought that they were going to go straight from Legends, get in animation, fine. That's not possible. You have to choose the one thing you want to do. Yes, and exactly. This it didn't happen to this extent last time around, but they had the same schedule last uh, last expo for Legends first and then animation. If you if you care more about Legends and animation, don't try to get in animation after. If you care about animation more, g- get in the expo early and be ready to wait for animation and skip Legends. Mm-hmm. You have to make a choice. Yeah, and so this year I chose. Animation. Mm. I preferred animation. Well, obviously, I thought it was more crucial to Dizpop, to be honest with you. So, um, so yeah, so we got in, we got seated, we got pretty decent seats. You actually got lucky and ended up in the media section for this. Yes. Um, um, so you were able to send out a bunch of tweets, which I'm sure you guys have seen. But um, we'll just kind of get into the stuff we're like, meh, don't care about or whatever. Um, or stuff we're like super thrilled about. So Yes. Yeah, so um, the animation section of Disney is broken up into several portions. So there's Disney Animation, there's the Toon Studios, um, uh, right? Disney Toon Studios? Yes, and Walt then, Disney Animation, Disney Toon Studios, and, and then, then Pixar. Pixar. So three sections, yeah. Um, and it started with the Disney Toon Studios, which had John Lasseter come out, because John Lasseter is currently the... Um, well, John... S- chief Operating Officer? He's the Chief Creative Officer. Creative officer. He is... He's... He speaks on behalf of all three animation studios. Yes, so, yeah. Um, with with the live action, we'll get to it. Like Alan Horn kind of spearheads that. Oh, Alan. Um, and, yeah, Alan. Um, <laughs> Someone's grandpa. <laughs> and then he'll call out like Kevin Feige and um, and other other studio heads to talk about their stuff. But with this in particular, John Lasseter 
hosts the entire thing, and he's just, he's so fun to watch. Well, John Lasseter can get you psyched about anything. Yeah. It could be something you could care less about, but you're like, oh my god, John loves it. I should love it. I love it. Because John Lasseter walks out with a freaking uh, mach- uh, ladies t-shirt. with t-shirt cannons, yeah. and they start just blasting out John Lasseter's shirts into the audience, which was pretty great. One almost came back to where we, well, we one came near you, and one came near where it I was It went over sitting, your so. head, I think. I know. Yeah. I, honestly, if I had been more, like, like quick with it i probably could have grabbed it yeah or more aggressive but i I didn't want to be mean. i was sitting i would say probably 10 rows behind you yeah and it landed like right the section over for me right the guy in front of me to my left got a shirt yeah and i was because like but he like grabbed it out of somebody's hand and i was like it's gonna be a fight um so uh that you know that's cool but um so he came out to talk about tune studios and um disney tune studios and the thing they're working on, he, you know, he they did this whole presentation about um, how the animators really research stuff, and they showed us some clips of how they've they've been going around to like research um, this new Untitled movie, um, yeah. and it has to do with jet planes and like space somehow, maybe not space, but it was like planes that can fly like up into the stratosphere, yeah, breaking breaking barriers in yeah. a way. And then, so they show the clip, and you're like, oh, this looks good. Like, it, you know, airplane shooting through a desert. The sound is really what got oh, you, because yeah. it was, like, rumbling. And, you know, every time it broke that sound barrier, you know, you heard that, that you know, that bang. And Well, and it legitimately looked like just a jet fighter. Yeah. And then, you know, and what happened was what we all expected from the start. The eyes. The eyes come out of it. And I feel like there was people who, like, had a collective groan yeah. in the audience. It was like. Oh, like it, it, it made it so much less exciting because yeah. they were like, oh, God. Well, we all expected it to be announced that Planes 3 was coming out because, you know, we really needed more planes after Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue. Um, but then they, you know, when they said space or space, it's it's clear that it's while it may be in the same universe as planes it's not a Anthropomorphic. it's not a next sequel to yeah. planes so maybe there's a little bit promise still left in it but um i i don't know it this just, yeah it did not get me excited i was just like i don't care i don't like cars that much like i i did the review of cars 3 i enjoyed cars 3 Ka-chow. but uh shoot but i just don't it doesn't – I don't know why. It just – there's too many questions in that yeah. universe about how it all works, and it's not consistent enough like the other universes. It's the only one that exists in its own universe, it, actually. It's just merchandise. It, it's a way to sell merchandise, and I get that. It's – that's what some – that's what some franchises need to be. Let's all thank George Lucas for setting that precedence in terms of making money Disney through legend, merchandise. George but Lucas. Um, that's that's all the the reason why we have it. But luckily, we didn't stay too long on no. They on moved this. they moved on to the, from pretty quickly, and we got uh, Kristen Bell came out and yeah. we to talk about the new Frozen short that's going to be twenty one minutes long and includes four new songs, not written by anybody who wrote. The originals, I don't believe. No. It was like two other... It wasn't other... the Lopez's. Yeah. Um, and um, so... Um... Olaf's Frozen Adventure, by the way, yes. is the name of the short. It will be playing in front of Coco. Oh, okay. All right, good. Because I, I didn't remember. Because essentially, like, Frozen starts and I tune out a little bit. I will say, though, the 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 short, what they showed us in the song... Like, okay, so anyway, so they start playing us a clip and there's a sound error. And then, of course... Who comes out but Olaf himself? Because essentially Josh Gad will do anything that Disney asks at this point, which is fine because we all love Josh Gad. Yeah. No, I I have no problems with it. I I 
you know, you hate Frozen. You don't hate it. You just dislike it. I love Frozen. I still think it's a fantastic movie. Um, and I, it really is. And this short, uh, they, they played us the song from it. Josh Gad sang it live there, the happiest time of year. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a lot of fun. It was so funny. And, of course, the short as a whole is about um, the the sisters, Anna and Elsa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's about to be Christmas time. And because their parents have been gone, they've been separated. They've never been able to celebrate Christmas together. And so uh, Olaf is going to help save Christmas essentially by going around to the people all throughout the village and try to steal their holiday traditions to then like try out on the sisters to see what sticks. And so basically the song was a sequence of Olaf going around house to house, stealing, stealing traditions. And in that funny Olaf manner where he's like, Oh, so you hang uh, cotton socks above the fireplace. (laughs) That seems safe. Like, and just his, you know, his funny. Oh yeah. It's like, um, it was, uh, you know, okay. So breaking and entering on Christmas. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, so it was a lot of yeah. like it was. I can see that song being a very popular song, holidays in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Agreed. I was like, okay, it was fun. It was unoffensive. So that that was cute though to have them come out and then John Lasseter rejoined them and they they talked about um, Frozen Two was going to have all the original cast, but they're not calling it Frozen Two. They're not calling it Thawed. They're not calling it Frozen Two in uh, Norwegian, I guess, because yeah, it's, it's means toe. <laughs> So they they made a bunch of like really funny like jokes. So essentially, they just don't have the title finished yet. But yeah. um, but now you're telling me today that the 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 speculation is it's going to be like four years from now. Yeah, they briefly flashed up the timeline of when everything will be happening, live action and animation. And yeah, that's I'm right. pretty sure I didn't see Frozen being released until uh, 2021. And from everything that I've kind of heard after D23 uh the movie Gigantic which was supposed to be um take place in Spain and be uh based off of um the, Jack, the Beanstalk yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk Jack from what I've uh read it seems that that may that movie may be off the shelf now entirely That's unfortunate because they they promoted it at the last D23 yeah. and then it was they had that easter egg inside of Zootopia and... Well in the Lopez's were supposed to be writing the music for it I oh. think they even played a song from it if i can remember i'd have to go back and check my notes but i'm pretty sure they played us one of the original songs they already wrote for it well sometimes it just doesn't come together very well you know it's unfortunate yeah i mean it could have been like a good dinosaur situation where things weren't really working out and instead of trying to trying to save it they're just going to axe it but again i don't they didn't announce it so it seems like it's not going to be coming out at least within the next couple years yeah so um, we went from there, and then um, we went into the next, uh, the big thing, which the is highlight. Wreck-It Ralph 2. And yes, yeah, the highlight, surprisingly. I Okay, I've, fairness here, I haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph 1 yet. Um, I went to Fort Wilderness to watch it, but it was so popular when I went there that it, it was so loud I couldn't hear the screen. So I was like, well, I don't want to sit here and just half watch it. So I kind of left after about like 30 or 40 minutes, but um, I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And... Um, Sarah Silverman came out though, and I will tell you what we saw for this has completely changed my like. I want to see this movie. Well, see that Wreck It Ralph is actually I think it's one of the best things that Disney has done in this it, since you know they've had their resurgence of you animation. Know I love Zootopia, um, and I know don't like Zootopia. Though. I know I know you like Zootopia, but oh my gosh, Wreck It Ralph is so underappreciated. I think it just it, it kind of hurt that it 
was like Zootopia. It didn't have a didn't have that big hit song in it. It, yeah. it wasn't a musical, uh, but the animation is fantastic in it. The worlds are wonderful, and if you're a fan of video games, it's like I got It's just that you it. have to. Oh yeah. my god, it's such a great movie. It, it makes me cry every single oh. time. There was just one part that makes me weep emotionally. Well, so the uh, if you haven't heard the sequel for the second one's called like Ralph Breaks the Internet, mm-hmm. Rick at Ralph Two. And so uh, Miss Vanellope von Schweetz, uh, Sarah Silverman herself, who kept it pretty clean for her Disney audience here, because I did, I, <laughs> I expected bad words to come out of her mouth, because she is just, I'm surprised she's in a Disney movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's. She, I mean, I knew it was her, but listen, she's she's all raunch, but at the same time, you know, she had to play it classy, or when. She used to like appear on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff back when they were still together. Well, um, the uh, I didn't realize the directors of Zootopia were the same people yeah. who had directed Wreck It Ralph too. So um, that made me more interested to see that again because did, they came out too, right? With her? No, did they just? Yeah, no, mention, they, they, they were came out. Byron, okay, I was gonna Byron say, Howard and Rich Moore, I believe. Yeah, they were doing the autographs too. Yeah. So. Um, but um, so anyway, the the whole premise of this movie is that Penelope's game Sugar Rush is kind of Vanellope, excuse me. Um, her uh, game is breaks down, but it's also connected to Wi-Fi now somehow. Wi-Fi. Um, yeah, the only way to fix the game is to go through the internet. Yeah, it, it looks like I don't know the premise of the first movie, so I don't know. But it looked like the game was in a place where this arcade man was connecting the machines to Wi-Fi too. So that's how they get connected to the internet. I don't know. Well, in the first in the first movie, you know, they're all connected via the power. Okay. Power. And so all the video games, you know, they're all in this arcade and the characters go, they can go back and forth through the power and Grand Central uh, Station. And that's so Ralph wants to be a hero, leaves his video game. Right. Okay. And starts moving on to other games. Well, so this one, in order to fix uh, Vanellope's game, they have to go to the internet. And um, they show us a little clip here. And it was really cool because it's like Ralph's walking down. Essentially, like uh, um, in a plaza, and yeah. it's all these people that are just harassing him. Where they're like, "Click, click now, marry my wife." Something like it was a lot of like internet ads that you pop up and like that you would click on, and but embodied in human form, which is cool. Um, we learned about a new character named Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Yes. She's a editor for Buzzaholic. Three S's specifically. Um, voiced by Taraj B Henson, and. Um, what was really interesting is here in the scene where they, they told us all about this character. And then this character, they're like, we're going to show you this scene with this one character. Yeah. And she's talking about these sectors, about people who like sci-fi, but they also like animation. But then they like um, excitement and like comic book characters. And I was like, this sounds like Disney. And as she's doing this, she drew three circles and it made the mouse. And so the internet where she takes them, the site where she's got to take them is Oh My Disney. Um, ohmydisney.com and that is uh, I mean you could take it from here but yeah it's uh, that is Disney's kind of fan not it's not fan run um, Disney runs it but it's essentially like BuzzFeed 
specifically only for Disney. A lot of top yeah. lists, a lot of quizzes. Um, if you haven't ever been on the site, it's fantastic. You can lose yourself uh, in a wormhole of going through everything that's on there. But when they get to Oh My Disney on this like subway train, they you know you see Dumbo flying around, you see Cinderella's castle, um, the princesses are all out yeah. and about meeting with people. They even have Tsum Tsums. Uh, oh yeah, I <laughs> forgot about the Tsum Tsums. Uh, yeah. They had them around, but uh, you know, while uh, Ralph and Vanellope uh, stop off here with yes, and you know, Ralph is Ralph kind of just like pushes all of this off to the side in the middle of their quest. Where Vanellope, as she is the princess of her game, she's the queen of her game, she wants to investigate more into the whole princess yeah. uh, situation that's happening, and uh. And basically, the princesses all are just hanging out in. They're this like going room into together. the castle yeah. or something, and yeah, and so she she breaks into girls' night, and um, it is just leads to what is probably the funniest animated, the funniest scene I've ever seen of Disney, like being metaphysically self-referential that I've ever witnessed in my life. So it's all the princesses accurately being portrayed by, or for the most part, um, yeah. by their voices. I'm sure that original Snow yeah, not like, Snow, you know, not like yeah not like not like cinderella and snow white our so, modern yeah. day princesses from like mulan forward essentially um a little mermaid please oh little mermaid i'm sorry <laughs> i completely forgot i'm sorry yeah little mermaid forward and um yeah so uh they're all in this room just having like a girls night and yeah, and vanellope kind of busts in and she wants to be a part of their group because she's a princess in her game and they i mean before she's allowed in she has to prove that she's a princess, and so uh, all the, the questions they yeah. ask, like, "Do you have daddy issues?" <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, um, and they just like they grill her with all these uh, on the nose spot like jokes about Disney princesses with the daddy issues. Do men sometimes hold you back? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, just all little funny things uh, uh, along those lines. Uh, just, just really hilarious. I mean, like, Disney is openly making fun of themselves in it, and a lot of people, I come to see after they're really upset by it they think that oh, disney no. shouldn't be doing oh my this. god no yeah. i love it because because there's a scene where pocahontas has um mika is that miku. The, miku with and um she's like oh can i pet your um can i pet your raccoon and she goes miku. better and the thing's just like yeah like, and oh he's got rabies well, like you know. and that's the thing so vanellope is not your typical princess because she's got you know they make a joke at the end of the first movie you wouldn't know um, but you know, she's for a second, she's all up in this Royal garb and then she trades that back for her, her Sweatshirt. hoodie and yeah. all of that. And so all these princesses are dressed in their, their finest and they're all confused on why she is oh, wearing the clothes like okay. that. And, but then it turns into the slumber party of all the princesses are wearing comfortable clothes now. Like, oh my God. The Jody Benson where she's Ariel's got the sweatshirt. On. She's like, Look at this shirt. Isn't it neat? <laughs> Like and she sings the soul, like goes into this whole song or whatever. There's my one of my favorites. Like so, you can get the tone for this. Is Merida is there as well, and Merida yeah. says something and a really thick accent, and they're all just staring I'm at her. Serious, I know your name. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, they're like, oh, don't worry, she's from the other studio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and there's even a scene where C three PO is the butler. Is exactly. like they're and they're like, oh R two D two, could you grab that door for us? And they're like. Don't do that. You know he hates that. BB-8, shut the door on your way out. Like, and it was just, I'm um, sorry. Like, 
it, I was laughing so hard. We were missing jokes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, it, it, it absolutely brought the house down. I, you know, I'm glad. I, I get that people are upset, and they were they were hoping it was a joke. I think a lot of people saying like. No, this actually can't be in the movie. This this well, was just we something thought it they was did. at first because it was very rudimentary. It yeah. was the sketch, like the things, but then it went right. It went parts of the scenes went into the fully formed animation yeah. too. So, so I, I do understand why people can be upset by it because it you know a lot of people like hold everything these princesses do like really near and dear to their hearts. So the fact that Disney's basically then turning around and making fun of them, I, I understand I why it, they're upset. I don't, I don't think it should be. Right, and I don't though. think they should be upset because I don't know if it's necessarily making fun of them or ma- it's a fish out of water. You know what I mean? They, they It's poking fun at the things that don't fit into the yeah. society we're in. You know, and the, and the thing is, is like Vanellope is from a different society as well. So it's like it calls attention to the things that are drastically different from each other. And that's where like the levity yeah. comes from, you yeah. know. They understand their tropes. Right, and, and so what what was really cool is after this clip, this clip that played for like seven or eight minutes. Yeah, it was long. Um, Jody Benson comes out, and we're like, hey, we just saw you. Hey, we're like friends. And then Jody Benson's like, i got to introduce my friend, Princess, uh, gosh. What? I, I tweeted out the full list. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, Paige it... O'Hara, the voice of Belle, and then Belle comes out, and it would be like, it would be my pleasure to introduce Linda Larkin, the voice of Jasmine, and then this white girl with blonde hair comes out and you're like oh goodness the 90s was a completely different time yeah. well i don't think a lot of people knew that i mean yeah. i think people knew but like then you think steve from full house is the voice of the yeah. male line and you're like what was going on in that casting yeah. room so regardless I, I love aladdin but anyway so then it just you know irene bedard uh, pocahontas anika nani rose came out mandy moore came out um kelly mcdonald Kristen bell was there obviously uh oluli uh caravallo Alili. Alili Kavala. Alili. And who's a Moana and, and Sarah Silverman. So it was just kind of like all these princesses were here. Um, the only one which I was super disappointed about that wasn't there was Migna Wen. But I'm assuming she's filming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, yeah. um, but I thought it was really cool to see all the princesses together. And of course, they have to tease us and be like, the picture moment. And you're like, <sighs> my phone is in a bag right now, sealed, because you won't let us have it out. But but that was cool. Um um, and then that went into another um, film that I'm now pretty excited about because we were jumping over from there to Pixar. Yes. And we got to see our first taste of The Incredibles 2. Mm, yes. Yes. And I know you were very excited because from your favorite TV show, Coach, Craig T. Nelson came oh, out. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson came out. Uh, Holly Hunter came out. I love Holly Hunter. Um, it, Samuel L. Jackson came out. Brad Bird was and there. Brad Bird was there who uh, – yeah, uh, Sam Jackson was out for this, but he didn't come out for the Marvel panel, which was like really bizarre. But yeah. um, you know that is what it is. the The new voice of um, Dash came out as well, and then the the girl who does the voice for Violet, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. She was there as well too. Um, wasn't a lot of details on this, except uh, we now know that it's going to take place immediately after the events of the the first movie. It's yeah. going to continue that that mid century contemporary vibe, but in in this like kind of in a futuristic day and age. Which I love that. I love that yeah. clash of fifties retro houses and furniture but it's obviously the future in a way and um and then we got to see a teaser clip of this which was rough in some areas good but essentially um the clip was all based around jack jack um and 
Bob was Bob was discovering for the first time that Jack Jack had powers. Yeah. And the way this was coming out is that Jack Jack gets in a fight with a raccoon. He thinks uh, it's a bandit because he's watching a TV <laughs> program, so he thinks the thing. So it's a really really funny scene, and um, it, it I it makes me very excited. It makes I, I will be honest. I, I think The Incredibles is a good movie. It's not. It doesn't even break my top five right. in it's, Pixar. Yeah. It's, it's I, not my favorite. My thing with The Incredibles was um, when it first came out that I saw it and I was like, okay, it's it's good. It's fine. But I was like, why was this an animated movie? Because that movie came out during the hype of like, you know, Spider-Man had come out. And, you know, they were doing all these kind of like amazing – that was the beginning of the superhero genre as we know it today was starting then, you know, in film at least, like – this yeah. new age of heroes i would say and so I, for me i was kind of disappointed because i thought like they should have filmed this as a live action movie and i thought this would have been brilliant and then brad bird goes and makes one of the best if not the best mission impossible yeah. movie uh ghost protocol and you know and then i'm like oh man this guy's got skill in animation this guy's got skill in live action I, so i need to go back and rewatch the incredibles yeah. now it, and, and absorb it better it, this it's way, still you know? really good um it's a good movie it's a really good movie it's good family to me movie. it just it hasn't aged well i think it was it was great at the time it came mm-hmm. out it just hasn't it hasn't aged like other pixar movies have another brad bird one uh uh uh, Ratatouille. I feel like that hasn't aged that aged as well too. But at the same time, his the movie he made before he came over to Pixar, Iron Giant. Um, Which I think that has that is like his defining movie. Okay, even we're, take, more than we're gonna Protocol. take a side bump here because we are gonna talk about San Diego Comic Con. But I would have forgot to talk about this until you just said that. So um, Steven Spielberg's movie that he's directing, The Ready Player yeah, One. Did you yeah. watch the trailer for I, that? Because I did. I'm reading that book right now, and I haven't gotten that far into it um, because everything came up. But you know, I'm hoping to finish it soon. But um, the trailer has the I and I read apparently the Iron Giant is a big part of the movie, um, mm-hmm. and so it's like the Iron Giant's in it. There's a freaking chase scene with the DeLorean yeah. from Back to the Future 2 and there's like a Freddy Krueger that's laid off so if you haven't watched the trailer for Ready Player One this was one of the things I'm I knew it was being made and, I, and that's why I went to go read this book but I the visual here if if this can be a decent movie I am super excited for this movie but yeah sorry I, I, I no. didn't want to not acknowledge that the Iron Giant will will be seeing him soon exactly you know? but a long story short I think the scene they showed for Incredibles 2 is better than anything in the first Incredibles oh, okay. movie. I that's how I feel about it. Um, I thought it was a great scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. So, what else did we learn about um, Pixar? That uh, that John Lasseter will no longer be uh, co-director yeah. of Toy Story 4. That it will be uh, Josh Cooley mm-hmm. solely. Um, but um, not really, no, no real new information on that. Otherwise, yeah. um, you know, there wasn't any, uh, there wasn't any. What's her name coming out this time around for it? Bo Peep. No, it was uh, last last expo they brought out um, Ann Perkins. Oh, because she wrote the movie, right? Yeah, she's she's co-writing it. Oh my gosh, why can I not remember her name? <laughs> she's Quincy Jones's daughter, Rashida Jones. Rashida. Um, Thank you. Yeah, see, um, like... But yeah, they they mentioned that John Lasseter was going to be uh, going to be stepping aside as co-director for that. Josh Cooley was going to do it. Uh, then they also discussed a brand new original Very excited for story um, that's going to be directed by Dan Scanlon, who did Monsters University, which when you hear that, it's like, oh. But then again, he had to work with a sequel. This time, this is his own original story that yeah. is loosely 
connected to his upbringing, which that changes when it he told the story lot. yeah it was so so um when dan and his brother were younger their father passed away when he was like one year old or something like that yeah. and so um they used to have home videos of the father but it was when the film and the audio were separate so you know it's like on a super eight or something well not super eight because that had audio on it but um you know something like that and so he never heard his father until um years later um like the aunt i believe gave him a tape and they were like listen to the tape to the very end and at the very end um there was uh, the dad says hi and yeah. the dad says bye and they're like that's all we have. So this whole story is inspired by like a, a brother. Well, you, you can tell. Well, about yeah, it's um, right now it's being titled as Suburban Fantasy Adventure. That's kind of a joke because it doesn't have a real name yet. Yeah, but it was that's funny what they, they played on the screen. The title, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And um, so basically, it takes place in a world of real magic, but the magic has been replaced over the years with appliances, cars. Like fast magic food. is difficult, so exactly. they don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was like a lot of the audience kind of giggled at one point in time because they showed the fast food in this magic world, and instead of In and Out Burger, it was To and Fro Burger. Yeah. Uh, little things like that. Um, um, and it's just a bizarre world. Like in this world, the unicorns are possums digging through trash and stuff. Oh my and gosh! I can't they wait showed for that. artwork of that, and it was oh god, it was so funny. But yeah, basically the story is two teenage brothers whose fathers died when they were uh, too young um, to remember him. They go to this fantasy world to try to relive a day with their father and but i mean it's going to be extremely magical like the the poster they showed it showed kind of like the suburbs with the city in the background and there's a dragon flying over top of Mm -hmm. it so for me the excitement is real with this because pixar is doing another original story yeah and that's what they need to do and it sounds very very yeah very touching very it it, it just looks it looks like something that i'm like oh this is gonna be i'm gonna cry in this one yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't want to cry listening to the pitch for the story. So if it comes together even remotely close to that, it's yeah. going to be great. Um, uh, so then that, this kind of all ended off with their current movie that's about to come out um, in just a few months. Coco. Coco. Um, the story of Chanel. <laughs> no, um, Conan's actually pissed off about this. Why? Because he, after, you know, everything happened with Team NBC, Coco? he became Team Coco and all that. And Disney's stealing Coco from him. He so spells he had, it differently, though, doesn't he? No, it, does it, is it's it, is C-O-C-O. It C-O-C-O? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so it's oh. he had a little bit on his show when they announced, like, Coco and all that. And it's he's like, like, I'm Coco, because Tom Hanks called him Coco for the very first time on, uh, on Oh, one is that of where he got the name yeah. from? Oh. Yeah, he started calling him Coco. It, Tom Hanks started it all. It's funny, too, because yeah. the bridge to get to the underworld is this bright red hair almost like <laughs> so it's almost like are they nodding yeah. to him but so they showed us some scenes from coco um i, I mean th- it was kind of stuff we already knew but no 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 i disagree with that i think coco has been completely undersold his this movie where this boy um thinks you think that it's his his he doesn't know his father his father's out of the picture and there's this spanish guitarist like or the mexican guitarist that's um well in the movie the name's ernesto he's this famous guitarist and they set up the previews making you think that that could be his dad but he has to go to the land of the dead to truly find out and that's how all the previews have kind of set it up to be but then you actually find out 
through the clips that we saw that really it has nothing to do with that. Ernesto is his either his grandfather or great grandfather. I think it was grandfather. Who, yeah, yeah, and basically Ernesto. And his music caused some sort of family issues that essentially they they blocked him out of the family. And yes, they yeah. continued uh, going on his own, uh, on their own way, with leaving him out of it. So and no, no music in this family. They're like, yeah, none no, of that. And yeah. all the boy wants to do is be a guitarist and play for people. And, you know, so he wants to connect with his grandfather. He gets transported to the land of the dead, essentially, when he takes his great-grandfather's or grandfather's guitar and strums it. But then it turns into this plot that to leave the the world of the dead, he must get like his family's blessing in order yeah. to leave every night by sundown, or he won't be able to leave at all. And but he's still determined. So his his grandmother tries to send him back immediately, and, and she's does. like, "You you can have and, my blessing if you yeah. promise never to do anything with you to do with music." And so she he sends him back into the real world, and he sees the guitar, strums the guitar yeah. right away, and he pops right back into the other one. They're like. That was literally yeah. like 10 seconds. <laughs> so that kind of furthered the plot for sure now. So now we know he's trying to work things out with his family, restore it all as a whole. Um, and so, but there's still a lot of the plot left unknown. The problem has so far, the marketing hasn't been good. It hasn't explained no. what the story is. We still don't know the full guts of it. Um, but the movie does look beautiful. I just think well, people need to is understand. Is it a musical or not? Because that was the other thing too. They didn't really go into that, but there was a big musical number. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Benjamin Bratt sings uh, the, the main song of the movie. I know I tweeted it. I don't remember. Remember me. Remember me. Thank you. Um, you and they had, they had the kid who's going, the main, the main, uh, the main boy in the, vo- uh, the movie, he came out and started to sing it. And then Benjamin Bratt, who voices Ernesto in the movie, he came oh, out yeah, to finish cool. it in a big show-stopping number. So, Coco, I left, I left very excited about the movie, but... A lot of people aren't excited. I don't think it's being marketed well at all, and I think it's going to be basically dead on arrival because of it. It's just not being marketed correctly. Well, you know, I, I am. I'm going to see it. Yeah. You know, I can't not have been in here. And they gave us a beautiful, beautiful poster. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you should check out the twi- uh, the the Diz Twitter account because it's just it's gorgeous. Um, and it. I will say the panel did have me more interested in it than I originally was. The original trailer, I was like, "Man, I don't care." Um, So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. And it's something different, you know. I have to respect this that we got Moana, which is about like the Polynesian kind of area of life, you know, the the that that Asian side of the world. And now we're getting, uh, you know, something that's Mexico oriented. It's nice to start seeing a little bit more mixing in here. Uh, I am very excited to get a good Day of the Dead film. Oh yeah! Oh wow! You don't like the Day of the Dead, huh? No, I. Sorry, uh, Dia de los Muertos. I'm excited to get a good one because what was the crappy one that came out Day a couple the, years? The Book of the Dead. Book of the like Dead. That, right? Yes, and that was that was actually really beautifully animated. I enjoyed the idea and the Still plot of it. Watched it. Why in the world did they make it all about pop music in it? And then Trolls goes and does the exact same thing. That's the DreamWorks I, the way, you know. Is it? It was, it was that not even a DreamWorks. DreamWorks. It was no. Sony, right, or something. Maybe? It was some off, somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so that that kind of did it for us for that panel. They had that big dancing number, and then that brought us to live action panel the next day, which had a lot of really fun, a lot of fun stuff. Um, it got us. Uh, you have the notes for this one, right? Because no, we weren't allowed to 
to Twitter in this one. Yeah, so uh, like I said before, Alan Horn, uh, chairman of Walt oh, Disney were. Studios. Just kidding. No, not it. Jackie actually was. She was sitting and watching what oh. when Disney would tweet out announcements from it. She would then uh, basically craft her own ones on that too. So there is a little bit there. But Alan Horn uh, hosts this one, and uh, the first person he brought out they they started with Walt Disney Studios. So he brought out Sean Bailey, who is the head uh, head of production at. Walt Walt Disney Disney. Studios, and so the first thing they kicked off, which uh, a lot of people knew they were going to be going very in-depth on this one, and that's A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, You know, they weren't going to take advantage of the fact that Oprah was about to become a Disney legend. She wasn't going to become a Disney legend, and then they weren't going to mention anything about uh, the movie in there. And so uh, A Wrinkle in Time will come out on March 9th, 2018. It um, It is based on the book. The 1963 book, A Wrinkle in Time, which I have added to my Amazon uh, shopping cart so yes. I can get I'm it. I'm going to read it as well yeah. before because it, it did seem very interesting, but they told us the plot. I mean, it's one of those books I've always heard of, but I just I didn't yeah. know the exact plot, you know. Um, but, so they, you know, as they often do in these things, the cast comes out. So my husband, Chris Pine, came out. And then... Oh, even to be the first person to came out to talk about it, uh, Ava DuVernay. Oh, yeah. That, and um, she was like, I'll tell you right now, the energy off of this woman was phenomenal. Like, she clearly loves Disney. Yeah. Like, she was really into the convention. Not only that, but it just fierce in general. Like, yeah. that's... If I was ever making a movie, that's someone who would, I'd, I'd want to direct me. Uh, someone yeah. who literally commanded commanded the room yeah. as well as her cast when they stood on yeah. the stage. And it takes a lot to be able to command Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And, that's, um, and the, she you know, did. This is the director. She directed Selma um, and uh, a number of other films. I'm uh, forgetting the name of the newest one. Sugar Baby? I don't know, something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this, she's a she's an acclaimed director at this point. And so it was just really cool. I, I don't know. It just was really cool to see her with, like, this energy that was, like, what you said. She commanded it and all. And then... And then um, and then she brought she brought out her cast, and some of the cast I didn't know was in this movie either. Yeah. Well, Chris Pine, honestly, I didn't know he was in the yeah. movie. So Chris Chris Pine is playing Doctor Murray. Um, the movie's about Meg Murray, uh, a young girl, and played by Storm Reed, and Doctor Murray, played by Chris Pine. Chris Pine is basically a groundbreaking scientist um, who's starting to break time and space barriers and yeah he's getting so caught up in his work that he actually gets lost in it and so literally literally gets lost in it so meg has to help out to try to to get her dad pack um and she does so through the help of three characters um uh mrs who mrs what miss mrs witch and mrs oh. uh uh what's it what's it that's it yeah um and those are played by Mindy Colling, uh, Reese Witherspoon, and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, so we got to see some like we got to see some people out there. Mindy Kaling also spoiled that Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be yeah. coming out because <laughs> she was just jazzed about being in this room backstage with all these people too. So it was really cool. So they kind of each went through and they they kind of talked about their the role in the movie, and then we were treated to um, a trailer, yeah. which I I have to say was was really. It was something to see. Like it was a, I I don't know what I expected from this film. Maybe nothing, but it was. It looked like something like, oh, I'm gonna be into this. Like, oh yeah, no, I was visually. I was like, completely blown away yeah. by the trailer. Um, I I had zero expectations for this going into it. Um, and I am now left like 
extremely, extremely excited uh, to see this when it comes out. Of course, um, we've talked about it already before, and I will always bring it up, is that we got to be in the audience and find out, like, well, here's oh, a look yeah. at the poster. And ever, and then Oprah lets everyone know in the room that everyone gets a poster. And, and she just starts doing the, you get a poster, and you get a poster, and you get a poster. And you're like, oh, my God, I've been in an Oprah audience before to get a poster. Yeah. I, I, I wrote down, my exact word was, the preview was spectacular. Oh, so that is that is some high praise coming from Mr. Craig Williams. Well, Ava Duver, uh, DuVernay, she was saying that um, we wanted to make a film with a cast that looked like the real world with all different kinds of people. So I, I just that that attitude too makes me really excited. Like Chris Pine said, he wasn't really familiar with this, and then he took um, the role just based yeah. on this this director here, which yeah, is great. no, they everyone was excited to work with her, had nothing but high praise, and she got her first choice for every single person yeah, in the film. That says something that they all respect her so much not even working with her before. They respect her that much that they were willing to go along on this project. So, And I'm just happy that Chris Pine continues his stay in the Disney family. Um, Tweet that Jackie sent out has a gif of Oprah doing the thing. Come on, Jackie. Come um, on. But yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And then they, they moved us into another film that kind of came out of left field. I didn't know it was being made. I didn't know anything yeah. about it. And it, it's an unexpected. So it's called Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Yeah, and I got to be honest, the more this one has sent with me since, the less I care about it. So it's due to come out on November 2nd, 2018. It's a new reimagining of the Nutcracker. And they kind of, they psyched it up going ahead of time saying uh, that, you know, everything everything they've done so far in terms of reimaginings have been all on their their tales uh, of animated movies they've mm-hmm. done before. This one is the first time where they're just taking a story in general, yeah. putting their own like twist the, on the it. The two books and then the the um, symphony as well. So they're yeah, kind of like incorporating the all ballet. this stuff, I guess. The ballet that is, and so it's going to star uh, Clara, who, you know, Christmas night in London, and um, just... It's one of those. It's just going to start off kind of like that. And it, it reminds me of the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland almost, only with more practical effects employed than CGI. But it's got that same almost like fe- like it's a story you're familiar with, but it seems like it's a little more fantastical than what the one you're used to, I guess. Um, and so it's you know it. I don't know what to expect from yeah. it, to be honest with you. I, uh, my expectations are extremely low on that. The four realms are going to be like the land of flowers, the land of snow, the land of sweets, and then like a, a dark land. Um, the As we've said before on uh, our recap show for that, the, the Mouse King in this story is going to yeah. be played by... Um, uh, Lil, Lil Buck. Buck, Charles <laughs> Riley, and he's basically, it's not one mouse, it's about a thousand mice that come together to do this weird pop and lock performance. Um, but This you guy know, danced for us, it was interesting. It was very interesting, uh, but you know what, Morgan Freeman attached, Helen Mirren, Kira Knightley, I, I feel like they have at least good stars in yeah. it, so it's that holds a little promise, but I don't know, I'm just not sure. We'll see, we'll see. But the next one was the most was probably one of the bigger highlights for me for the the whole thing, you know. Yeah, we got I know. into Mary Poppins Returns. So um so uh Rob Marshall came out on stage with the one and only Emily Blunt mm-hmm. and um they kinda discussed they and they spoke about Mary Poppins at length. Um and they kinda discussed about like the um how um 
what I really liked is they acknowledged the fact that they had made Saving Mr. Banks and how P.L. Travers felt like very um, she how she felt about the Banks family and stuff and um, they essentially have said that this is a film that they went back to the books and yeah. really really went to the source material so I think they were trying to drive home without explicitly saying it that this is going to be there is the familiar sense of it being another Mary Poppins movie because it is a sequel to that movie, but it is also very book-driven. Yeah, no, this is, in the books, Mary Poppins is more of a weird, eccentric character, and yeah. that's the way they decided to do it. No one's going, they said in, quote, no one's ever going to out Julie, Julie Andrews. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what's the point? Let's change it up and still continue the story of Mary Poppins, but do it in a way that's more to the books. And Emily Blunt will now be a standalone Mary Poppins, which I agree. I don't want to see Emily Blunt do a Julie do a Andrews impression. impression. Yeah. Um, and so they decided that they uh, they weren't going to do that. Well, she said that she she had watched the first film for about fifteen minutes and then shut it off yeah. because she said she she didn't she didn't want to do that, but she she wanted to do something that honored that performance, but also was her own as well and the book. So uh, you know, I think that Emily Blunt is a very talented actress. That I'm confident. I'm I'm excited to see what she will offer to the role. I absolutely agree. So uh surprise I didn't know it before. Colin Firth is going to be kind of the main yeah, antagonist a, of this. That was a surprise, one. wasn't it? Uh yeah, he's gonna be playing Mr. Wilkins. He's part of the bank that is causing um it's causing Michael to have the issues that he's going through. You know, the story is uh the story is that it was weird. It got really blurry oh. for a second. I don't know what weird. happened. Sorry, it went out of focus. Yeah. Um. The the story is like years after the events of Mary Poppins. You know, Jane, uh, Jane and Michael uh, are older, and They've Michael's a widower. The, uh, yeah. And um, it still takes place right on Cherry Tree Lane. Yeah. So it's they they went back and they recreated Cherry Tree Lane, but you know, since it is in the 30s now, it's more Depression era London because well, of the entire economy crashing yeah, around the and, world. And on top of that they were saying one of the big differences here is that it's going to have that look and feel of the other Marriott Poppins but it was shot on location whereas yeah. the other one was not so this one is like real places you know um but uh but yeah I'm sorry go on no that's I mean that's that's kind of the big thing and with that and so Michael runs into issues uh with uh money and such and that's uh, so Mr. Wilkins, the banker, is going to be the antagonist in that, and that's why Mary Poppins needs to come back with... Uh, she needs to bring joy back to Cherry Tree Lane. Exactly. You know, they, they've and, forgotten how to laugh and, and, and have fun and stuff. And, and um, they'll do so with, with the help of Mary Poppins, as well as the help with... Um, Topsy, with, her cousin, played yes, by Meryl Street. Yep, absolutely. Um, also, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, as playing Jack, yeah. the Lamplighter. Jack. Jack, and uh, we know, confirmed, even though it was uh, before, I believe, that Dick Van Dyke will be re uh, returning for Reprising the role of Mr. A, his role, yeah, yeah, which is great that he's playing the son of the bank manager that he was the dad of in the first... I just love that, but... But also, um, Angela Lansbury will be playing a part in the film as well as a balloon... Um, the balloon lady. Balloon lady, and that was cool. Yeah, um, and I think one of the... Uh, one of the most impressive parts is that, like... Emily Blunt went went all over for this. Like she really went out of her comfort zone. They were even saying how like 
she she started dancing specifically for this movie. Yeah, that's how much of an involvement she did. And probably the the most exciting uh, two things that were uh, said about this is um, Rob Marshall said that in the movie she's stunning. She was born to play the part, and then Dick Van Dyke on set said oh, it yeah. felt the exact same, and it just it brought such a level of joy. That yeah. it just felt so much like doing the original. Yeah, and that you know that's that's really high praise right there. You know, so that's really cool. But uh, we, then we were we were very wonderfully treated to not just like a preview of the movie, but the orchestra played uh, music for yeah. us. Um, well, yeah, they who was the. Uh, the the uh, the person it was uh, it was Mark Shai- Mark Shaman and I have it right here the, in my the, notes. Mark Shaman the, the and folks. Uh, Scott Whitman yeah so uh, they they had the orchestra there and um, I believe it was Scott who was conducting the orchestra they said that we, we knew they had clips of Mary Poppins because they they played a clip of Lin Manuel Miranda in, in, the, the, in the sizzle reel, sizzle yeah. reel before so we knew Seems they you had just clips. arrived just in time Mary Poppins yeah and uh, so we knew we were gonna get some looks at the movie but they didn't they said it was rough and yeah. there wasn't that but we got to start hearing the original music and then they start cutting to some of the scenes and you see cherry oh tree lane. Yeah. You see, you see the, the kids, the kite. Well, you see the, the kite, kite next with, to the doorstop yeah. and it like kind of flies out. And yeah, the scene, the, with Lin-Manuel Miranda's with the yeah. kid and they're pulling on the kite and the clouds are forming and they're pulling and they're pulling. And then the clouds kind of part and it's the silhouette of Mary Poppins. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh God. Well, that's why. <laughs> oh God. It's actually kind of making me emotional. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. That's again. when I, I literally, I stopped taking notes. I yeah. wrote like, I was because I was trying to rewrite everything that happened. I just stopped no. and I was like, "No, I, I have to pay complete attention and, to this." And I'll tell you, there were shots in this. There were shots where you're like, "Okay, this definitely looks like its own thing." But there are also shots where you're like, "There's the guys blowing the uh, on the the roof. The yeah. neighbors are blowing there in the movie because they light the cannon and it blows yeah. off." You know, there's going to be an animated scene just like in the sidewalk chalk yeah. scene, which in its 2D animation was great because you can quickly see Mary hold her finger out and a bird lands on it. You yeah. know, and and they're you know, and it's all animated behind her. And then, I what I look what I enjoyed a lot was this one sweeping shot of the like it was whatever Lin Manuel Miranda's I'm assuming stepping time version yeah. of his song will be is this sweeping shot of the seat the street with all the the lamplighters coming out and they're all dancing in it, but they're dancing with like the lamps the same way the chimney sweeps dance with the chimneys. And you're just like, I don't even care that it's so similar because it just makes me so happy to be seeing something like this again. And you can see that they're going to have all those scenes you love from the first Mary Poppins are going to be honored and in, in this movie somehow. And the one that finishes it all off is the, 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 the cameras pushing forward and it's Dick Van Dyke up on the desk in the bank dancing. Like, I'm not talking like 95-year-old man dancing. I'm talking Dick Van Dyke dancing. Yeah. It, and it's like he – whatever he's done to do that or however they did that, like it was like it's Dick Van Dyke from the 60s dancing on that yeah. desk right no, now. No, read, read his books. He uh, explains how he's still alive. I, I think the movie's going to be pure magic yeah. overall. Um I, this really you know, got me hyped, really, really. Like, I hate that it's a whole nother year away. Yeah. The, the the thing about it is you can argue the relevance of Mary Poppins beyond, like, you know, it doesn't really get a place in Walt Disney World. It does not Disneyland, but I feel like it's losing appreciation every year. I know my mom probably saw it growing up and watching it. That's why she made us watch it as kids. 
like I just hope people from our generation, I hope our parents showed it to us so that way we can show oh, our kids should, oh, yeah. the movie too. Because that's, I want this to be a massive success. And I'm just hoping it, there's going to be some emotional attachment. That oh, I mean, have to I've it. already, I've already said it. Like uh, my mom has this video of me when I'm like still in a diaper with a two by four. Cause you know, we pull, um, and I'm just singing, making my brother be Mary. And I'm like, it's jolly holiday with Mary. And I'm trying to sing it to him, you know? And it's just, it's one of those things that like Disney movies, Disney does to you. It just, it resonates in your soul like that. And, um, I did like the last little clip of the trailer where it's it's Jane and Michael are in the living room and it's like out of focus, like blurred yeah. behind them with the railing. And they're like, and Jane says to Michael, you know, like those things when we were kids. And Michael's like played by Ben um, Wisha, 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 yeah. uh, the, 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 you know, great actor. And he's like, no, impossible. And Mary's like sliding up yeah. the railing behind him. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, so. I mean, I, I don't know how my brain hadn't melted by this point. Yeah. Well, from there, we went into uh, a discussion of there's been rumors that, you know, some of the reimaginings that are going to happen, Who's what's true, what's not. Mulan, that will happen. That's the only detail we got of it. Jungle Cruise with Dwayne Johnson they said, is absolutely confirmed And they to be said in, in, like, early, early, early days of that. Yeah. But it is it is a thing. Like, they showed a title and everything. Yeah. Um, Aladdin will, in fact, be happening. It's going to be a mix of the animated classic, the Disney animated yeah. classic, as well as 1,000, uh, Arab- 1001 Arabian Nights. So it's going to be more of a blend. Um, and... Uh, we got the cast, the official, the three stars of it. Which I was very excited. Yeah, it, you have uh, Mira Massad as oh. <laughs> Aladdin, Will Smith, the genie, and then... Unusual, but I'm like, eh, whatever, I love Will Smith, I don't care. Um, and then Naomi Scott, who I love because she's the pink Power Ranger in the new Power Ranger movie, in the 2017 Power Ranger movie. But she's also from a Disney Channel original movie, I believe, as well, Lemonade Mouth. And I'm pretty sure that's her. But... Um, she can sing. I know that for a fact. Like so, um, it just it was it was cool because I was like, oh, does that girl well, good for you? You know, but yeah. well, a lot of a lot of controversy surrounding I, the casting because for that. she's actually half Indian. Yeah, because um, she's British. She's originally from like England or something. And um, I, but the I knew when they were searching for this thing, they were looking for people from all sectors of the world. Yeah. It wasn't specifically like we're looking for Moroccan. You know, or because Agrabah is not a place, right? No, that is not real. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I, it, it's, it's one of those like, is Arendelle in Norway? You know, yeah, but it is, but it isn't. But whatever, I'm excited for who they cast. Yeah. I'm excited for this movie. Um, and then something that you love, uh, one of your favorite Disney animated, of course, Dumbo. So we know it will come out now, March 29th, 2019. Um, there wasn't much to show from this, but uh, we did get a, a clip of Tim Burton, who was kind of saying hi to the audience. They're in the middle of filming right now. Um, he was hanging out on the Casey Jr. Yeah, that was uh, cool. train that they made for it, um, and. You know, he's kind of saying, you know, we we were so excited to bring this to life. And, you know, for me, the thing is, it kind of blended classic Tim Burton style along with kind of the newer styles that he's adopted in like Alice in Wonderland, uh, Miss Peregrine's um, Home for Peculiar Children, because his style has evolved over the years. Um, It's become more fantasy. Uh, it's in ways it's become more fantasy like while also more dreary. Yeah. Um, and 
This looks so, like this gave me the vibe of like Big Fish. That scene in Big yeah. Fish in the circus. It's what it looks like, like more or less. Like yeah. that's the that's the vibe I was getting. Yeah, and uh, you know we got to see the first rendering of Dumbo. Who it, they showed us the life size maquette of it, which I thought it did a great job of honoring the animated version of Dumbo while yeah. also blending it with more realistic elements. Um, I was very concerned with how they were going to yeah. approach Dumbo, and this really. For this me, eased my uh, yeah. worries. When about they brought it. it out, I was like, "That's Dumbo." Yeah, like you, you, there was no like, "Oh no, I don't know." But I, you, you when you looked at it, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's Dumbo." Yep. You know? No, I, that's a real. Dumbo. I would say it. It was a combination of the photorealism that you would get with the Jungle Book, but also with the knowledge that well, it can only be so photorealistic because it is a. It's an elephant that has huge ears and can fly around, so you can't really take it too realistic but speaking of photorealism the lion king my goodness oh my god i didn't even think they would have anything to show of this yet no. so um uh, pa- paul john papa, favreau papa, paul i thought favreau. you were gonna say papa favreau papa favreau <laughs> takes the stage and you know and he just tells us you know how excited you know we talked about it two years ago when we got to see that preview of the jungle book and then that was great and he talks about how like you know the feedback from that and how he understands what they're doing. You yeah. know, they're remaking this classic animated thing that means so much to so many, and he thanks everybody for the trust in them yeah. and everything. And then he's like, oh, well, we put together this thing, so we wanted to show you what we're looking at. And oh, my God. I want to tell you right now, I'm getting goosebumps again. So did I. Yeah, like, it was the opening the, the opening teaser of the movie with the the um, the Circle of Life, um, and it was that whole thing with the animals coming up to Pride Rock. and But it was just like, if those animals weren't real... I'm not sure how much longer we're going to be able to tell when things are. You know, there's some moments where you're like, I mean, I don't know how quickly they put this together, but like, it's got Rafiki breaks the thing, he puts the the stuff on Simba's head, and it, Simba does yeah. a little sneeze, and you're like, Simba looks great, they all look great, and it was just like, I'm like trying not to openly sob while I'm watching yeah. this because it was so amazing. Oh, I, I did, but thank God, like everyone else around us was yeah. too, so it was okay. That that is my favorite part of the Lion King. That opening sequence. Oh, it's um, the it song, is, the welling up, yeah. the colors, everything. It, it's just it is the perfect. If you had to, it's the elevator pitch of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's trust trust us with this. Let's show you how beautiful it is. Yeah, and you know it just it, showing that part. He could have showed any clip from the movie. It wouldn't have had the impact of showing this exact one. It had to be the sequence that yeah. he showed to I get really people truly hyped it. on it. Yeah. No, I I don't I'm actually this will be one. I I don't really go often where I avoid trailers. I avoid anything with it. I can honestly say after seeing this this mm. preview for it, I do not want to see anything else with it again until the movie comes out. I, I you want, sold on that little, I, that little bit. Yeah. I want to be just completely surprised and awed in it. It just it it's it just it. I don't know what to say. You know, there's not much else you can say about it. It just it is like one of those things where like I cannot wait. You know, yeah. It's just it, the Lion King is my favorite animated Disney film. So I'm just what I saw was like, oh my god, I'm gonna just be crying the entire film. So mm-hmm. I look forward to it. Um, 
So um, from here, we moved out of this realm and into Star Wars. And Uh, we don't need to talk about Star Wars too much here because we didn't really learn anything too new. Benicio Del Toro came out. Well, we got John Boyega. We got Daisy Ridley. um, We got um, Gwendolyn Christie, who I have to say is a hilarious, um, incredibly tall woman, but... And very beautiful. Um, she was um, very funny. Like she was, she's got a personality that I just I love. Um, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran, who we saw at Celebration, mm-hmm. um, and then um, we also got uh, Benicio del Toro, like I said, as well as Laura Dern, who yeah. I forgot was in the movie until that happened. But um, it was really, really cool. They they showed a really cool featurette that really showed how they're filming this movie with like the practical effects, and you so you saw a little bit of new stuff, but it wasn't like a trailer. But it was, it was some stuff that I'm like, oh my god. This looks beautiful. I can't wait to see this. You know, yeah. um, no, they told him. You know, yeah. go, go ahead. Obviously, sorry, uh, we didn't say it to Mark Hamill. Duh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mark, <laughs> what I love too is Mark Hamill immediately came out and was like, "We need to talk about that." Where he said in the media, where he was like, "They have said repeatedly in this panel again that Mark Hamill was like, I like Ryan Johnson. We got a, we get along great.' We know it made it sound like I didn't I didn't like episodes uh, eight or anything like that. Where he was saying that what I'm saying what what they're trying to say is that it's going to tell a story in a really interesting and an unexpected way. Yeah. And that, to me, sounds incredibly exciting. Yeah. And they're like, not everybody will like it. Yeah. Like, not ev- and I'm like, that's fine. Because if you try to make something for everybody, nobody's going to, you yeah. know. The, the key word here is unexpected. Yeah. So there's going to be many unexpected elements on it. Um, the other fun takeaways we got, we talked about it on the recap before is that laura dern pay attention to it because as she's uh holding her blaster shooting it she'll be mouthing pew pew along yeah the yeah way. it's uh, so that was funny because she's just like when she was a kid she used to play star wars i guess and she couldn't stop making the yeah. noise during the thing I, I will say that behind the scenes video uh we saw a ton ton of creatures so yeah. uh ryan johnson is continuing what jj abrams did in bringing these creatures to real life yeah and uh going the distance with it so i appreciated that a lot of it was featuring the action sequences with this movie. There is, it's going to be a gripping, gripping action movie. Yeah. Uh, throughout, so just be prepared for that. But speaking of action, Mervel, 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 cousin Mervel stole the show. Um, so they come out. They didn't talk about anything but Infinity War. They didn't talk about Ant Man and the Wasp. They didn't talk about any of that stuff. Even though there was a banner that did reveal Janet. Uh, uh, is it Janet? Evangeline Lilly's character's name? I believe so. The mother's name is also yeah. Janet, though. Um, Janet Van Dyne. Isn't that her name? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Anyway, so out of com- like, so they didn't talk about any of this stuff. We did get a little bit of Comic-Con information, though. But um, uh, So they're just like, we're here. We all know it's coming. Avengers Infinity War. And one by one, they just start bringing out the... the they start out with Thanos, obviously. Josh yeah. Brolin. Uh, then after that, they move on to, uh, you know, who's the one person that might be able to take down Thanos, uh, who's also uh, entwined with the Infinity Stone. Well, of course, Vision, played by Paul, Paul Bettany. Um, and then from there, the Scarlet Witch comes out, of course, Elizabeth Olsen, followed by the uh, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy. I forget her name. I apologize. Um, oh, Mo, it's like Mo Pum. Mo, it's it's an it's a unique name. She is still so new in this universe. I yeah. just, I'm sorry, but I was excited um, that she's there. Yeah, because no. I'm like, oh, I love her in Guardians of the Galaxy too. So. Yeah, and the attraction. Um, and then Karen Gillan, who uh, plays Nebula in Guardians. Uh, Dave Bautista, who plays Drax, and that led um, that led Josh Brolin to say the line, "Drax ain't 
S word in yeah, terms of. Yeah, he said of, a bad word. Uh, he said a bad word in front of D23. Everyone was freaking out about that. Um, War Machine, played by John Don Cheadle, came out. John, that is the John, second time. John Don Cheadle. I, I keep wanting to call him John Cheadle for some reason. Uh, you know, Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, uh, Anthony Mackie as Falcon, Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, Tom Holland, Spider Man, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Joe Russo, one half of the Russos, the other half. Um, he's got, Anthony, still he's still filming. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, the Incredible Hulk, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and then finally, like, my of course, every, I'm exploding inside. And then you're like, if Robert Downey Jr. comes out on stage, I may die. Yep. And then there he came out, Iron okay. Man himself, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. And they're all out there. I mean, yes, it was a glorified photo op to have that many out there and we were at the of same course, time not allowed to use our cameras <laughs> yeah. but so. it was still exciting and then we got to see before comic-con got it uh we got to see the official first look at avengers infinity war and just as we've described it before on that recap episode starts off with the guardians of the galaxy uh flying through space uh body hits their oh my God. windshield yeah. rocket just wants to you know wipe it off wipe, wipe it, it off, off. yeah <laughs> windshield wipe it off um they pull the body inside and it's thor and yeah. that just opens up the wormhole of like, who are what, you guys? Yeah. Oh, what is happening yeah. in this movie? And, and then it's like, then it's got Gamora, and she's in the collector's warehouse, and that's all destroyed, and she's crying. And then they're like, "We gotta go to, we gotta go to Terran, we gotta go to Earth." And he's like, "All right, put on your mean faces, everybody, because we don't know what to expect." And then, you know, they they get to Earth, and then you know, you see Thanos arrive on what I'm assuming is Earth, but it could not be Earth. We don't know because um, it's very desolate, whatever this area yeah. is, and and then so the Avengers kind of all come together. You know, you see you see Black Panther and Wakanda, you see um, just everybody and then you see some action which was great because there's like a scene where dr strange is throwing his uh the 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 portals he does and star lord is jumping on them like from thing to thing to go fight and then there's a scene thanos just punches iron man right in the head and you're like oh he did and all the characters bearded chris hems uh chris uh not chris hemsworth chris evans chris evans they're all using their powers together in order to try to take down thanos i've waited so long for this but the problem is and you start to find out in this even with all of them together it doesn't seem like they are able to yeah Yeah. it's they just can't and you you seriously start to fear for these characters that there's a scene where he's like got thanos has his hand on thor's head and he's like crush and you're like oh god no 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 essentially this trailer was like well we're gonna kill him and him and him and him because then there's a scene where spider-man looks like he's gonna be a quadriplegic because he's like he's wearing and spider-man's wearing the iron spider suit or not the iron spider suit but the, the one from the end of Oops, spoiler alert, from Homecoming. And, um, but uh, he he's like laying on this thing and Tony Stark's like holding him and he's like, I'm so sorry, I couldn't help you, you know? And it was just, it's just like so much. And then like Captain America's just there and Black Widow's got the silver hair. There's just so many things happening. And you're just like, I know you're not all coming out of this movie. No. And so it's just, it was emotional because it was, you know, Marvel's built this thing for so long, but it was also so exciting because you've waited so long and you're just a little kid trying to see all your friends together, you know, and it's just like, it, it and then there's a scene where he puts the gauntlet on and he reaches up and oh, yeah. I don't know if it's our moon or a moon or what it is and he just starts pulling and it starts shattering and like these meteors start yeah. flying down. That's why I don't think it's Earth, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I regardless... 
this this was the perfect way to end uh end in terms of the film presentations at yeah. D23. This was the perfect way to end it. Honestly, I I would have loved for them to end on that Mary Poppins bit, but this was just way too epic. No, yeah, there's to, to do that. Cuz you um, would just, people would just been hyperventilating in their well, they, chairs after this, you And know? that's like last time they chose to end on Star Wars, even though we saw an amazing clip from Civil War. They yeah. chose to end on Star Wars because they needed to, and then they announced Star Wars Land, all that. But this this was handled perfectly. Yeah. Um, and then Comic-Con, one week later, starts getting real good Marvel treats. Oh, yeah. Well, so they got... They got um uh, I mean, they got to see footage from Thor. They got to see footage from Black Panther that apparently sees um, the uh, Michael B. Jordan character wearing a gold version of Black Panther's costume. Mm. I'm like, ooh. Um, Thor, um, I guess now the director's saying like 80% of the movie is improvised yeah. dialogue. And I'm like, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited for that. They said especially Jeff Goldblum's part is very, like, they just let yeah, him do be Jeff Goldblum. And I, I trust Taika. Um, I, as we've talked about before, I love what we do in The Shadows. I think it is one of the most underrated comedies that has been released in years Oh, yeah, and if years you haven't seen this movie, you got it. Like, uh, I, I watched it on the airplane la- last year or two years ago, or whatever, and I just, like, yeah. I was crying. Like, yeah, the first sense. time I watched it, on the way to Czech Republic, and I was dying laughing on this uh, this yeah. flight over there people must have thought i was absolutely insane and then uh he directed hunt for the wilder people which i wasn't as huge a fan of it but it still got a lot of acclaim he is a very talented director they released the the new the official trailer for yes um, yeah the second trailer the, yeah and the great part about that the incredible hulk Gets yes, to talk, yeah. not not Bruce Banner, the, the incre- Incredible Yeah, Hulk. they have a like Hulk like raging fire, Thor like dying fire, dying flame. <laughs> like it was cool, and I've heard that. Um, so we, we learned some stuff where Mark Ruffalo has now said that like the Hulk has kept Bruce Banner repressed for two years. Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting. If you haven't checked out this trailer, you should really watch it. Um, they're also saying now that uh, Thor is going to be the shortest of all the Marvel movies at over just an hour and 40 minutes no that's um, good but, but the director was saying like i want to leave people wanting more but also it's an intense ride from beginning to end so you're still going to get to the end of the movie and feel exhausted and so i was like okay i can be into that also if this movie is going right into what we saw in in the yeah. infinity war trailer then it is going to be intense so all i know is i want the poster because the poster oh my is God, it's beautiful amazing yeah the the they, they got this poster that just the colors on it and like all the characters uh it's just it's great have you seen the one where people photoshopped in jeff goldblum's head to every character's head on it <laughs> no i they were haven't like oh yet, i went ahead but... and fixed the poster for everyone and Not... it's just jeff goldblum jeff goldblum, jeff goldblum. Uh, this it's going to be spectacular i cannot wait yeah um and then they got a treat to some black panther footage like i said yeah. um and it it sounded like it was really cool um andy circus has said that his character will have a prosthetic arm he's not going to remain armless that whole movie because if you may remember that character lost his mm-hmm. arm in the second avengers movie and um they got to see the black panther use some nanotechnology to put his suit on i wondered how his suit got put on so that sounds cool but then they also i believe they saw what might have been the same trailer as us for infinity war they did yes um they got treated to a poster it's a three-piece poster of the whole thing and i'm a little bummed out we didn't get that poster yeah i don't um, like the poster 
but um, they also got to see a little bit from Ant-Man um, and the Wasp, or, or not anything, not footage, but um, Michelle Pfeiffer came out because she's playing Janet Van Dyne, the, um, the original Wasp, um, and the long-lost wife to Hank Pym. So I'm curious whether we'll get to see a little bit more of the backstory, or if she's going to show back up now, mm. or what the deal is, but um, they get to learn a little bit more like that. Lawrence Fishburne will be in the movie as well. Um, he is going to be playing Bill Foster, a.k.a. Mm. Goliath, um, one of Hank's uh, friends. Not Morpheus? No, unfortunately. Oh. I, I keep hoping for Morpheus, Morpheus though. But um, it was also uh, that Hannah John Kamen will be playing the villainous ghost in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the re- recently announced Walter Coggins will be playing Sonny Birch. Uh, thought to be the new corporate villain. Um, I guess um, there's a, there was a poster that had like Giant Man and Hope in it, and uh, they saw a short, like a little bit of footage um, that had the wasp um, flying around on a ledge Boom. and Ant Man riding on what maybe his daughter's backpack. But can we bl- talk about America's favorite feminist? Oh, I don't know who it is. Brie Larson. Oh, is she America's favorite? Okay. Yeah, you know, after... I thought you were talking you know, about Samuel after, Jackson. After her shutdown of Casey Affleck at the Oscars, so... Oh, I don't remember that. You don't... She had to hand him the award for Best Actor. Yeah. And she just completely snubbed him. Oh. Because of his... Uh, yeah, no, no, I know, I know what he did that was wrong, yeah. Her winning the Oscar for being a person. Oh, good for her. Yeah, oh, good yeah, no, her. how did you miss all that? I, I must have just, I, I don't know. I You know, sometimes things go in and they come out the other side, but I do. I know you love Brie Larson. I shouldn't even it, say feminist. It's more of like a... a humanitarian? Humanitarian, yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I was like, I don't think it yeah. involves just women. I think it's just being a decent person. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brie Larson, though, big fan. If you haven't seen Room... Check that movie out. Also, you, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Or Short Term 12. I'll even say she was fantastic in Skull Island. Yeah, I don't love that movie. But, um, That's um, because you have bad taste. I don't like the humans in that movie. I like the Kong fights. And I like what it looks like, but I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, Captain Marvel's coming out in 2019, but we learned some interesting stuff that it's set in the 90s. Yeah. That was a surprise. <laughs> oh, jeez. Louise. Um, I'm just so shocked by the, the 90s. The 90s. Um, and that it will feature Samuel L. Jackson as a Nick Fury with two functioning eyes. Mm. So we might learn how he got that eye patch after all. And it's going to also feature the Kree and um, Skrull. Is that who they are? War. Yeah. Which was surprising because some of those characters belong to Fox, but apparently it's just specific characters in that race of aliens, not the whole alien group themselves. So um, so the the thought here is that this is going to be sort of a cosmic bound story a little bit. And that's kind of because the other idea is like, well, where is Captain Marvel? Because she's supposed to make an appearance in Infinity War. But we did not see her in the trailer at all. No, no. And she also was not in that poster. But they did. Well, this, they also showed off concept art of her costume. Yeah, yeah. Of her suit. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get to see that really. I saw I read the description, but um what I thought is interesting, though, is the Skrulls, um, the characters, they're shape-shifting aliens, um, and um, apparently there is that. this could lead to something called the Secret Invasion, which happened in the Marvel comic books. So this essentially is um, uh, – uh, I'm sorry. I was trying to find the part where it said it, but I guess it wasn't in this article. Essentially, people are saying the idea is that some of the current Marvel characters we know aren't the real character. Hmm. So th- this could play into the second Infinity War. Oh, is that okay. um, you know what I mean? That some people yeah. have been replaced by these shapeshifters, and okay. I was like, oh, 
so we might see a character die in the third Avengers and then be really alive in the fourth one. So, um, but mm, either way, it, it is my stomach. It is bringing a new. I know. I don't want to deal with the stress. Yeah. Um, also, then you're like, well, has it been a scroll the whole time? Are you saying have they been kidnapped from this movie to this movie? Like, either way, either way. It does add this kind of interesting... What if it's been Bucky Barnes this entire time? Yeah, I don't love Bucky. I don't love Bucky. But Bucky is in Infinity War. With an arm, hopefully. Well, Bucky you. Bully you. Um... But that's that's kind of like all I got here. I don't I can't think of anything else that I miss. Um, there was a fun there's fun stuff that doesn't pertain to this, but we'll talk about that in another yeah, show. No, at the end of the day, um, for Disney fans as a whole, I know this one went really really long. Yeah, sorry, so but we, I, had, I, a we lot. had to we had it's been a while. We had to get yeah. it out there. No, there's a it's been a very very exciting two weeks uh, yeah. for Disney fans and Marvel fans and Lucasfilm fans uh, overall. I. Gosh, I cannot wait for the next round. So I can't even wait to see what comes out of Comic-Con next year, uh, just just based on Marvel alone, since we have to wait two more years for the next D23 Expo. But uh, very, very exciting times for all of this. It's Oh, yeah. It's a good time to be a nerd. Good time. What a time to be alive. That's what I just keep seeing, too, because of the Justice League trailer oh, and lover. the thing and this. Like, it's oh. just one of those, like, Everything in our show. Okay, let's let's take that back on the Justice League part. <laughs> so, well, I think that that's it. That's enough to be said. Thank you for having this discussion with me. Yeah, and it did go super long. I apologize, but we got it all in there. So, yep. So that <laughs> is so. Um, I can already tell you what we're talking about in next week's episode. So I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to Ireland. Um, in just. Well, by the time this airs, I'll be yeah. I'll be on an airplane on my way there. Um, so I'm going to be gone for uh, a total of like three Diz Pop Fridays, but you will have three episodes, and um, we will be celebrating um, over the next couple of weeks the Nick in the '90s, the Nickelodeon of our childhood, oh. because we did it for the Saturday afternoon for Disney, um, the Disney afternoon that I felt like we had to do it for like Rocco's Modern Life and Hey Arnold and all that stuff. And there were some exciting Comic-Con announcements in regard to that. So it was like the universe aligned. So yeah. you can look forward to that happening next week and then the week after and all that stuff. So, um, but until then, that'll do it for this episode of Diz Pop.